If you're the kind of dad who writes songs for his kids with the words art, cart, and start, just so they can rhyme with, well, you know, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad, and our slogan is celebrating suburban dad life. Why? Because our second choice was, woo, smell that asparagus. I went with the asparagus. Coach Randy said, let's go with the suburban dad thing. I think that was a very wise choice, so that's what we're doing. He is Coach Randy, and for 45 minutes to an hour, at least once a week, they call me Adam D. It's great to be with Coach Randy, and it's great to be with you, the listener, for another podcast. Another podcast, Datimus Maximus. Yes, and we have a Datimus Maximus indeed Yes, coming on our program. He is Randy the Hef Hefner. Hefner. Randy Hefner. A very genuine guy who's got uh, a very tough job, but it certainly kept him in great shape. He is a, uh, a Poland Spring delivery guy, truck and uh, hoisting of the jugs. And I know you're very fond of jugs of any kind, Coach, so we'll, we'll get we, into we, that. We do love jugs, and he's the... Uh... Husband of the great Liz, Mama mm-hmm. Liz, and yep. uh, the father of Abby. Yes. Uh, another great family, another great dad. I'm looking forward to our conversation yeah. with him. i bring him on the program and we'll see if we can convince him to play his ukulele. I know he's gotten into that pretty recently. Uh, yes, you refer to him as a, a, a god playing... What was it again? You see, when you're you're promoting yes. guests, you have to do it P.T. Barnum style. Yes. You have to go go bigger than maybe what the pictures convey. Gotcha. All right. So we say he's playing ukulele. Mm-hmm. Like a ukulele playing God. Yes, And we'll that's put right. him to the test a little later on. I'm sure he will not disappoint. I will not disappoint. I do know that we have to uh, take care of our sponsor. Thank you. Yes, let's t- take care of some business. You know, some TCB in, as we call you it. You know, uh, I know we've talked about how we're uh, doing this season, and we'll explain to our listeners a little bit in terms of how we're going to conclude our first season of Bad mm-hmm. to the Dad. And hopefully as we begin our second season, we get a few more sponsors. But we're always uh, appreciative and grateful for uh, uh, Becky Berman. Uh, of BermanCS.com. Berman Branding. Uh, Berman Branding, who's done a, a fun, wonderful job on our uh, uh, on our logo. We have uh, Bone, Bone Daddy. Daddy. Yes. Yes, Bone Daddy of the, uh, the Skull and smoke, Smoking Pipe. Uh, we're coming to you live from the den. So much has happened, and that she was very influential uh, in helping us create this this model, our, our, our brand marketing, our brand. So. Great graphic designer, mm-hmm. great businesswoman, great with uh, with the marketing. We'll probably have her do some other stuff in the future. And, of course, we're on social media where you can see the Bone Daddy logo. Yes. Instagram is where most of it is is happening, and it's at Bad to the Dad. And certainly you can see pictures of us hanging out with Randy the Hef Hefner. You'll actually see uh, maybe a clip or two of him playing the ukulele. Uh-huh. I and hope so. If you get him to... Uh... To play, which I'm pretty sure he will. I mean, yep. he's, he's yep. bringing his uh, his his ukulele, so I think he's intending to to share a few. Uh, maybe we'll play a game. Who knows? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we'll name that tune, and and of course we have our website, which is simply badtothedad.com, where yes, you can see pictures of what's happening behind the scenes. Behind the scenes of this uh, of the den. But the swag store is also open for business, and again, we want to promote our keychain. Three bucks gets you the yeah. keychain, bottle opener, yes. and. And holder of keys, holder which I think is, is wonderful that keychains are doing 
both of these kinds of things down. Of course, the, the Bone Daddy logo is, is on that keychain. If you'd like to purchase one, it's three bucks and a dollar from every purchase goes to a men's health charity. And Randy's favorite is uh, one for testicular cancer. And in a couple of weeks, we'll have a testicular cancer survivor. Survivor. I'm looking forward to hearing Very story. Very proud to tell his oh. story. It could be uh, helpful for others who might be going through the Especially same thing. Especially those dads out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So tell me about this week. I mean, it's I, been a, well, you know, well, first I of all, you. I have to say this. I, I on the way, you know, I really try to pay attention when I when I drive. I don't over think here you try. Camp. I think you always pay attention. I do. Um, so I, I noticed something weird. There were there were like four four dudes, four let's call them high school dudes, mm-hmm. and they were just walking down the street. I think from a convenience store, going going somewhere, probably mm-hmm. hanging out at someone's house. They're all eating pop tarts. Four dudes eating pop tarts. Just, just eating pop tarts. Have you had a pop tart lately? I, I have. I don't know why this strikes me as so unusual, but like I remember when I was. You know, of high school age, I had three or four friends. Maybe we'd go to the Seven Eleven, get a bunch of Slurpees, Slurpees, and then yeah. we walk to someone's house. Some chips. The, the, the Pop Tart just seems like a very random but thing. Have, but have you eating. seen Pop Tarts lately? Have you yeah, been down the Pop Tarts so aisle? So many different varieties of Pop Tarts now. I mean, they've got everything. I was a basic chocolate guy. They had like yeah. chocolate, vanilla, stra- maybe strawberry, and I think yeah. maybe that was like getting some sprinkles. Well, I like the strawberry, quote unquote, flavored. Yes. Flavored, flavored. filling. Yes. With the frosting on top, exactly. and then there was uh, sprinkles of some kind. Yeah. I don't even know if it was really sprinkles. It was more like multicolored dots. But, but you got s'mores. Yes. You got Cinnabon. Uh-huh. Uh, you got, I mean, there's like a whole litany of uh, Pop-Tarts. If they weren't shooting a Pop-Tart commercial, yes. I, I wouldn't know what was going on. It just seems like, hey, you know, let's go to the convenience store and get Pop-Tarts. Listen, it it's is. It's not like potato chips. Well, let's see. Let's, let's talk about the food groups. It has some dairy. Some. It, it has some wheat. Definitely. And it has your sweets. <laughs> and how? Well, what else could be better than a breakfast? The four dudes hanging out eating Pop-Tarts. I don't know why. I don't know why that just struck me as unusual. It's like that, that seemed like a very, very odd item to be eating while you're walking to Well, maybe because out. you're over the age of what you are. Maybe. And kids today are just all about Pop-Tarts. All right. You know, I'll, I'll let it go. I just thought it was thought it Now, was did strange. you warm your Pop-Tart or did you always? Um, if I really wanted a warm Pop-Tart, I'd to- toss in the toaster. Yeah. But I could eat it straight up if I had to. So if you were a teen today, maybe you might eat Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's uh, I've, Have you had a Pop-Tart recently? It's been a while. Whew, they're sweet. Yeah. They're legit. It's like, let's let's make them with all the artificial <laughs> ingredients and then dip them into sugar. <laughs> it's like candy. The candy I used to eat yeah. just cannot handle the taste. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid and I was on the go, a Pop-Tart was a very uh, readily handy mm-hmm. food product to take with you. Well, see, then maybe that's what happens. These kids today, they don't appreciate what we went through. I guess. Because there, it's just they got 16 ver- versions. But I'm glad the fact that you're so perceptive. I, uh, I've had a pretty good week. Um, you know, uh, great episode. I really enjoyed uh, Gary Mahoney. Um, Another very sweet and, and genuine guy doing a, a great job with his daughters as a as a single parent. You know, so, but I have been inspired. As you know, I have a, I have a deck outside my house. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's time to to refinish, restain Summertime. the deck. And uh, I've been putting it off for a while because it's just, uh, just to do. But I, I went all in. I went it. And have you ever, ever stained a deck before? I uh, don't, you know, I have I have a deck in the house I live in, but you know, we live in a townhome development, oh, right, so other yeah. people are doing it. So. But at my uh, my uh, parents' house, okay, yeah, we went through many many restainings. Did you ever do work on that? Yes. You know, so I backbreaking <clears throat> work, right? Yeah, it, it, and I have a bad back. I've had a bad back for a long time, so I know all the right things to do when I'm out there and about because mm-hmm. one small slip and I'm done. So I literally spent from two o'clock yesterday to eleven o'clock last night. Ooh. Uh, the girls came out and helped. Great. Uh, it was really funny. 
uh, it was really great. Bree, who is probably the child that helps out. I mean, she is just in a second, want to help, want to help, want to help, whether it's cooking or baking or outside fixing, always wants to help. Comes out in her paint uniform and her in her white beater t-shirt, right? <laughs> she she has no hat. She takes my hat on and puts it on backwards. She's got glasses. And she, she just does a great job. Uh, covered in paint and spent hours. At one point, she wanted to take a break. Came inside, was bored for a few minutes and came back out to do more. Uh, Michaela uh, was out shopping. She's going to camp with my wife. Came back. She got on her paint stuff. She came down. She starts helping. So mm. it's, and my wife is... I told her she could sit down because she's very OCD. Ah, okay. Right? Because the more Brianna painted, the more paint got on Brianna. Yes. And the more upset. And of course... And, and a, OCD people, exactly. if you miss a spot, exactly. forget about getting paint on your kids. Yes. You miss a spot. I, well, that's the whole point. Yes. yes. And so she's like, uh, here, here, yeah, here. And uh-huh. I'm like, sweetheart, you know, everything was fine until you got here. Oh, you're, you're married to Mr. Monk. Very <laughs> nice. Because you know, I'm dad, right? Because mm-hmm. I am in my, my element. I am yeah. spending time with my girls, stating my deck. And we had this conversation with Brianna. I did. I would say, I'm painting the deck. She goes, no, dad, you're staining the deck. Because she knows in between, because you stain a deck, mm-hmm. you paint a house, right? So, no, Dad, we're staining it. Very proud of her. Very, very intuitive. And so, it's getting darker. Finally, about 9 o'clock. Girls are like, Dad, we're done. I said, thanks so much. No, I, I got it from here, right? I got it from here. And this all started because of my back. And so, I'm very careful yeah. with what I'm doing. And so, 11 o'clock, right? Because I knew it was supposed to rain at 1130. And the directions say half hour driving time. Ah. The ride time. So, if I finish by 11, I'm going to be okay with the rain. So, so I'm done, I pack everything in, and I'm constantly very concerned over my back. So I get inside, I wash my hands, I bend down to grab a, a washcloth, a hand to dry my dry my hands. Something very simple. Uh-huh. What happens? <laughs> you would have thought like someone from behind me shot an arrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, get, and Jess is sitting on the chair and I'm like, ooh, ah, ah, rah, like <laughs> Yep, I'm locked ground, up. Right down the ground. I'm on the tile. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just wanted an effing towel. I go, I just spent nine where, so hours. So where was this towel that you were bending down for? It was my, it was my, it was in my, because normally we have Your a towel. Your linen closet, my right? Linen, well, no, in, normally in my kitchen, we have a towel hanging over the oven. Oh, okay. But there wasn't a towel there. No towel there. there. And if there was, it would have been fine. Yeah. So I went and bent down a little drawer, a towel oh, drawer. okay, it's in the kitchen. So it's in the kitchen. I bent down to get the towel. And literally as I bent down, I mean, excruciating pain. Yeah. Tile floor, I'm out, done. Like, I, I can barely move. It's always the stupid little things that cause these these problems. I remember this. This happened to me five years ago. I went down to my, my pantry to pick up a box of cereal. Yes. And I locked up. Unfortunately, I, I have not had back pain like that in a while, but... It's the it's the stupid little thing, uh, the routine things you don't even think about. Adam D and I'm so out for nine hours, nine uh, hours. So you're heavily medicated now? Uh, no, I just some Tylenol. I use a Tams. I used to I used to go all all in Flexerol, everything else, mm. uh, get all woozy. But uh, just the Tylenol. Uh, but I, I was out. I, oh. <laughs> and you're kind of like, and when, it, when my wife come over, she starts putting pressure. I'm like, no, no, you can just kind of get up a little bit. I'm, no, no, no more pressure. No more pressure. She she walking on you like a Japanese masseuse. Right? And she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I, I think I'm gonna just lay on the ground here for a little bit." And so I laid. Uh, I, I was able to roll myself over, God. like I was a roasted yeah, beached whale. <laughs> roll myself over. I'm like, ah, all right. I think I'm good. I feel good. It's probably I must be here for a few more minutes. She's like, "Can I get you a thing?" No, I 
I'm actually thirsty, but you really can't drink water if you're lying on your back. <laughs> Unless they put a funnel in your mouth. <laughs> and so I said, all right, now, how, now, if your back is done, it's very hard to get up. Mm. And you have to, like, really think about every step. Yeah. Uh, but eventually uh, I, I, I mustered up the strength. Uh, I pulled myself up because the idea is not to use your back, but you have to use your arms to help yes. pull yourself. And I still have the strength. And uh, yes, so nine hours of back-breaking work outside. Hey. I go down and grab a towel, and I'm out. I'm shot. That was my uh, that was my Saturday. You are you are bad to the dead. That's, uh, that's why you you finished the job and you uh, fought through and, and you made it up to be here for our broadcast today, which is great. And every every hour, Jeff would come out. Sweetheart, come on, come back in. Yeah. I said, no. Mm-hmm. All right, because I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, at one point I thought, I, I did, I have to admit, there were some stairs left. It was getting late. I was like 10 o'clock, and I'm thinking, you know what? <sighs> Come on. Just, you know what? I powered through. You did. You know why? That's what dads do. So. And like I said, you're dad's, bad to dad to the dad end to degree. Dad. So speaking of um, the body. Yes. And things the body goes through. Yeah, I've got my uh, annual physical this week. Oh, that's right. Yes, you're, you're at that. You get that age now where it becomes a bit more significant. Uh, serious. Yep. Yeah, mid forties. I yeah. already did all my uh, my pre gaming, as I say. It's the blood work. All right, and and you know it's amazing how quickly blood work comes back. It, you know, you I, should I, take I, days. I went in last Monday, mm-hmm. and then like a half an hour later, it's it all came back. Yeah, the way it, the way it's computed is just done. They take a pint or a quarter blood. A lot. They took uh, like a quarter three, blood three or four vials. Oh wow, three or four vials. So I don't I don't think that's quite a pint. Out of your finger, out of your uh... no, they do it venously. You know, they put a needle venously. Yes, that's <laughs> is that what a, it's called? It's a medical term. It's a venous. Yep. <laughs> venous. Venous. I'm sure you'll you find some way to manipulate that. And, it's not uh, so hard. Yeah, it's well, like the venous in the shower. Okay, so you know they put the they put the needle in. Yes, uh, you know it's attached to gentle. the tube, and uh, these these ladies were very very gentle. You've got yeah. some really good phlebotomists. A phlebotomist is a person who takes blood. Well, because you're in the medical industry. Yeah, but so. I think most people should know the word phlebotomist because if you ever run into a phlebotomist, you should know what to say and ask how things are going. How's the blood business? Ah, and just when you say phlebotomist, that just mm-hmm. sounds. Funny word. I think it's a fun it's, word. It's to one of those say. funny words. It sounds like, you know, something that a guy impersonating a vampire might <laughs> say around Halloween. Hey, I love it right into the phlebotomist today. <laughs> I, don't know I love I love yeah. how that comes out of you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A phlebotomist. It's so like, so the panel? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're doing great. Right? We're doing great. Blood cap, uh, whatever Everything. platelets, all Liver, that stuff is good. PSA, how low can you go? How can low you can go you down? go? I I'm under one. And they say between like, I don't know, point uh Five and four yeah. uh, is the normal it's range, the normal especially range. for... And PSA is important because of why? That's the prostate. Yeah. Prostate. So yeah. the bigger the number, the higher the risk, the for, higher prostate risk for prostate cancer yeah. and also other prostate issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I've really gotten to a certain age where we're, we're talking in depth about the prostate. I never thought I'd get to that point. So Pop-tarts I can talk about for, for, for hours, but, but the, the PSA... Yes, from, post- from, yeah. from Pop-tarts to prostate. Yeah. All within 20 minutes. So, so as far as the blood work goes, the panel... In great shape, but uh, you know now now we I got to get into the octagon. Yeah, it's it's one on one with They're the going on tomorrow. What, what's yeah. going to happen? And there's going to be rubber gloves. There's really? going to be bending. There's going to be gowning up. Is there's there any be... uh, kissing or love? Or just kind of just going well, right in. You know, I I, I have to say uh, I've I've known this physician now for uh, the better part of ten years. Oh, very he might go fist. Him. He might go fist. Oh, he's definitely he's definitely <laughs> going going fist. But I I I, I know what's coming. As uh, as most men of this yeah. age should, and and hopefully hopefully guys, you are going to the doctor. You are having an annual or semi annual physical. Please yes. 
get yourself checked out, especially if it's it's been a while. But this is uh, something I do every year. Do I look forward to it? No, but I think it's something get, that has just to like, be done. You got to go to the dentist twice a year. Get your gums checked out. Make sure your teeth are clean. You got to go get the, the you gotta, eyeballs checked. You got to check underneath the hood. Make sure the battery's working. Make sure everything is going there in terms of your uh, your body. I'm happy you're doing that because if you're taking care of yourself, that means you're taking care of uh, what's the most important part of your family, and that's you, because you're bad to the dead. We're staining decks, and yes. we're getting physicals. We're bad to the dead. This is Bad to the Dad, and Coach Randy, you know, we've had a lot of different kinds of dads on our program. We've had dads who play sports, and we've had dads who sing, and we've had dads who were trying to teach us about financial sense. We had dads who act. Dads who act. Dads who box. Dads who act their age. Dads who do not act their age. All kinds of acting dads. So we've had I a lot of... I think we all that. act, don't we? We all... Act yes. as if we're dads. Or responsible. Whatever, whatever the spirit requires, mm -hmm. that is how we act. Today we've got a guest who who works. He works for a living, and he's uh, he's a good fun dad. And he is Randy the Hef Hefner. Hef Hefner. <laughs> so this is the first time we've had two Randys here Absolutely. in the den. In the den. All right. So we'll call Welcome you. The den. We'll call you Coach because that's what we call you. We'll I can call, handle that. We'll call Randy uh, Hefner the Hef because right. uh, that that is what we call him. So perfect. Hef. Good to have you on. Welcome, welcome. Woo! If I bring it up top, I'll take one of those two. Why not? Be here. Very Why nice. Not? When we coach softball, I tell I tell the girls that this is Coach Randy. Yeah. And I'm regular Randy. Because <laughs> he's, he's the oh, coach. Stop. I'm regular oh, Randy. Regular run of the mill basic package yes. Randy. No, I doubt no, that. No, he's no, he's no, Coach no, Randy. No, well, let's. No. I'm sure you'll get a lot more gravitas after yeah. this podcast because I mean, heck, look at what it's done for us. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely at least nothing. at least seventy people. <laughs> at least seventy people. Thirty of them not our family. Are really enjoying this. No, but it, it's great to have you on. Now, uh, one of the things you have to know about the half is he um, is a delivery man for the Poland Spring Water Company, which is uh, by far my favorite water company as water companies go. I have to ask you this. Really, that, as far as water companies go? Yeah, and there are a lot out there. There are a few. I, of them. I could easily go into my favorite convenience store and with the wide array of mm -hmm. waters available, mm -hmm. go with the the cheapest version. Mm -hmm. I could go with the competitor that has been purchased by some large bottling company conglomerate. Gotcha, gotcha. But no, no, I go with Poland Spring because that is the water I grew up on. Now, do you prefer a particular bottle top? I mean, there's a, Poland Springs really goes out there and kind of gives you a really right, nice... All right, now, I want, to, I want to ask you this question, yeah. man. I don't know if you know this. But Poland Spring makes the claim that the water is coming to you straight from Maine. Like, there's this magical spring somewhere that's guarded by fairies and Vikings or something right. like that in Maine, and it's this this one source where they get the water and they bottle it and they send it all over the world. Is that the truth, or is it actually coming out of some tap in Secaucus somewhere? I believe that it is the truth. I think they have uh, multiple springs in Maine, but I do joke that... You know, people have asked me this question before, and I say, I think it comes from the East River. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I've never visited Maine to, the, to the, go to the springs, but um, I believe that that, it, that is a true claim. Now, do you prefer a particular? I, I like the bottle cap mm -hmm. that you kind of. Yeah, the sports top. The, the sports top. Ah, sports top. Okay. You don't even know the sports top. Yeah, no, you? it's the pop top, and then you. Right. Then you just that's yeah. What you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. I prefer that one because yeah. other time as you're drinking, it just kind of just. It's like a fire hose. Yeah. And I think Poland Spring was, was the company that led the way in making smaller caps. 
To save plastic. To save plastic. Yeah. So it was Even like on the bigger one... jugs, they they. Yeah. Speaking make... of jugs, I love yes. speaking of jugs. <laughs> I understand you're a ukulele player. I am. Yes. So I, at some point tonight, we'll get a chance to. Uh, sure. This morning, listen to your ukulele playing because Adam claims you are. The ukulele playing god. Right. I don't I, know many ukulele players, so and by way of that, you are the god. And I think that's a gross overestimate of my ukulele playing skills. I, I love this modesty. So, I just think it's that's that's half. Yeah. No, so he's, he's he's a regular dude. You he, know, he, he is, is a he's just good people. But you know, allow us to do the over exaggeration for public <laughs> relations purposes, and and you do your thing. I uh, I definitely want to hear the ukulele playing. I want to stay on the Poland Spring thing. Let's stay on. So the, I got you. I, I'm just excited to have him. Here. I you know I like. I have been asking him to come on for a long time. I and, know. Here and, we go. And you've balked at it. I have been reluctant. I'll admit I have been reluctant. Why so reluctant? You know, I'm not. You, you've had some great guests. I've been listening to the podcast. I'm not a boxer. I'm not. You know. You know, I'm not a, a DJ or a Harlem Globetrotter. I'm not a lesbian. You know, <laughs> of course, you know. I strive to be. Although you can play one on TV. <laughs> and he does love women. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have been reluctant to come on, but it's well, nice to be here. Fortunately for you, Hef, we had a cancellation. Yes. So, we're able to get you in, which is great. And thanks for being available. No, joke. You know, I'm, I'm you know, in, in, the, in the job business, right? Yes. As an HR guy. So, yeah. I'm always interested in how people got into their gig. Right. So, so you deliver water for Poland Spring. Um, how did you get into that? Um, well, I, um, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I lived in Pennsylvania. So um, I met my wife um, in East Stroudsburg University. She's from West Orange. Mm. Um, so when we you know, decided we were going to you know, have a go at it, I moved up here and... Uh, I, f- I found the job. I never I actually worked in man. It was a, a route in Manhattan. I'd never been to Manhattan, never even visited Manhattan. Wow. And I was going to drive a 26 foot truck through Manhattan. <clears throat> um, so, you know, I got that. I, you know, I got the job and, you know, 16 years later, I'm still, still doing it. So did, are you still doing that route? I did the Manhattan route? I, I, I had multiple routes in Manhattan for about 15 years. And then now I do, I have a, a retail route where I deliver to the supermarkets. Mm-hmm. So I go, you know, all different counties of New Jersey. I drive, you know, Sussex, Bergen, Essex County. And I have, I do, I fill up the, I'm a vendor for the supermarkets for, for, uh, for Poland Spring now. So how many jugs a day? Uh, it depends. It's, it's, you know, I could do 300. 300 just, so you're the guy day. that's taking the jugs out of the truck and lifting them. You're, mm-hmm. you're physically, personally lifting this, yes. them. Dude is packed. Yeah. Yes. He's got pythons. Well, he's got yes. great leverage. Yes. He, you know, he's, he's taller than the both of us. Yes. yes. So, so you're the one that's hauling these massive jugs. And we're, we're talking about, we're not talking about the water cooler jugs that have to be Hoisted and and yeah, five gallon jugs. Yeah, those those Four, jugs. They're forty pounds. Wow. forty pounds each. Can you hold two at a time? Yeah. Back and forth. Can you lift them over your head no. like best press? No. 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 Is there a I competition amongst Poland Spring delivery yeah. people to see who can lift and deliver the most? Like no. a truck rodeo or something? No. I think we have an idea here. I think it'd be awesome. Oh, man, this would be great. The Poland <laughs> Springs event. annual event. I don't think the safety team will, <laughs> will go for World's strongest Poland Spring delivery. Yeah. man. Give you a little bit extra money. Be. That'd be fun. Like, have you some kind of scavenger, not uh, like an obstacle, obstacle course. course. Yeah. Going in mud. In mud. <laughs> or going up several flights of stairs. Oh, uh, that could be a little. When I was your age. Well, that's, you know, in Manhattan, you went, you had to do third, you know, walk-ups, third, third floor walk-ups. That yeah. was... That was tough. With so, the multiple jugs of water. Right. You had to carry two at a time up 
to the third floor. This is, this is what it sounds like when you talk to somebody who actually works. So, so you, you've got a lot of talents. You can you can lift jugs. You can drive in New York City <laughs> with, a, with a truck. I can't even ride a bike in, in New York City uh, carrying anything. Mm-hmm. You're uh, coaching softball. Yes. And we'll talk about your dadness in, mm-hmm. in just a bit. And you play the ukulele. Um, why the ukulele? Um, well, <clears throat> I am a, a big music fan. Um, right. I grew up in... You know, when I, I guess seventh and eighth grade, I started listening to real music, and you know, it was the '90s. It was the grunge era. Uh, you know, so I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. And, okay. And uh, you know, Alice in Chains and that Nirvana. stuff. Nirvana. Right. I've always, you know, those guitar-driven bands. Um, always loved the guitar. Always wanted to play guitar. Okay. Um, the ukulele actually, I stole from my daughter. You stole the ukulele from your daughter. <laughs> Have you ever stole stolen anything? Can you really from? steal anything from well, your kid? I mean, I if you think, paid for it, then it's I really yours. Well, I didn't, I didn't pay for daughter. it. Oh, she paid for it. She did not pay for it. Um, it was a gift. It was a gift. Uh huh. Um, she, so yes, she, she was, that. she was interested in. I don't know if you ever watched uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah. A few years ago, uh, Grace Vanderwall won America's Got Ta- Talent. She was a twelve-year-old girl who played the ukulele. Mm-hmm. Abby, you know, my daughter Abby loves America's Got Talent. She became interested in the ukulele because that girl mm-hmm. played the ukulele. All right, nice. We go to Maine every year to visit my uncle um, in Maine. Um, he lives at Old Orchard Beach. At the town next to him is Ocean Park, a very small, tight-knit community. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of corny, small-town stuff. They had a sing-along, right, at someone's house that we went to. Mm-hmm. Abby was out of her mind, embarrassed, going in this person's house, and they had ukuleles there. So my uncle came for Thanksgiving. We host Thanksgiving in our house. So last Thanksgiving, he came and brought her a ukulele. The ukulele sat in her room in the corner for months, untouched. (laughs) Happens with musical instruments. Right? So I said, well, if you're not going to start playing it, I'm going to start playing it. So I took it, and I I started teaching myself. It's more of a borrow. How to play it, yes. You're more I, of a borrow. I don't really good steal. Use. I don't think he's giving it back, though. No, no I, I will. That. I will. I'm going to no. buy it. And as I started playing, you know, it's 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 fun. I love playing it. Um, I'm going to buy my own ukulele, and I will return. You'll return it. <laughs> that, so it'll sit and collect dust. Yes. Now, I understand you've been working on something for the past few months to play just for today. Well, yeah, I can play a little... Uh, Is it a sing-along? You can sing if you know the words. I Are cannot sing? sing. I cannot sing. This I, isn't a Hawaiian song. This is a... No. It's not a Poland Spring Jingle, no. is it? No, it's not. Because yeah, too bad no. I know that one. I mean, we can play a game. I can play a song. And you guys can try to guess. Ooh! What it yes, is. We love games. Okay. All right, yes. okay. All right. Ready? All right. All right this is uh, Bob Marley, right? Redemption song? This is Redemption song? Yes. Yeah, did I get it? Dude, you're money! Randy's putting on a grass skirt right now. Coach Randy, that is. It's happy music. It is. It's hard to listen to a ukulele and not be happy or relaxed. Does this relax you, Matt? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you like being called happy? Because that's what we're calling you. Yeah. It's a lovely strum. I'm finding the love in my heart. Heart. 
<laughs> was that what it was? That was a little Euclid. That's the Redemption song. Very that was good. Redemption song. That was Bob Marley. Okay, so one for one. All right. Meaning Adam, Adam D is one for one, and I'm Coach got... Randy is uh, at uh, zero. So. I'm zero. All right, here there we go. go. Another tune. All right. Um... So we don't have a buzzer, so it's just we're just Dang. shouting out <laughs> the answers. Here. Hold on, I think I might have one. All right. Keep going. Keep playing. I'm listening. that one to coach. I have a, that was easy button somewhere. We can smack it down. I can't find it. So we've got the Bob Marley songbook. Yes. And I guess that's good ukulele music. Bob Marley is great ukulele music. Yeah. All right, we'll try something different. Now, what? how about a song that you wouldn't, you wouldn't think could be played well on the ukulele, but you do it anyway? You have one of those? Um... Let's see, um, how about, how about this one? Oh, I, I've got a good song. Well, that was Stand By Me. That was Stand, was that Stand By, by Me. me? Yes. All right, oh, Benny King. Wow, that was yeah. good. Randy, don't worry about, about the buzzer, this? please. Ready? Here we go. Coach, have a easy. seat. Have a seat. Enjoy the show. Please. Ready? Continue. This could be like a regular segment for you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> name that tune ukulele stuff. <laughs> I could name that tune in two notes. <laughs> with Hef is, I mean, he took the time to learn chords. <laughs> he's not just strumming random tunes. No, he's, he's learning, learning he, songs. You are a ukulele playing God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he's at least an apostle. Alright, so um, I said I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. All right. So okay. Eddie Vedder is a ukulele enthusiast. He okay. actually has an album called Ukulele Songs. I didn't know that. That he actually wow. it's actually a very good album. Um, a lot of beautiful ukulele playing on that album. Um, you probably won't know these songs, but this is uh, this is one of Eddie Vedder's ukulele are songs. Are you gonna sing it or are you just gonna play? I'm just gonna play. Okay. I don't wanna. Now, would I know the song, or this is an original song that Vedder did? Yeah, it's it's called Longing to Belong. I don't think you'll All right. know. Well, Coach know this Randy song. can relate. I can long. I'll just listen. <laughs>
Very nice. Very nice. And played with gusto. Like that was five months worth of uh, Yes. Practice. Yeah. Um, so, Hef, you are a dad. You know, this is a show about dads. You're a dad. Uh, only child, right, is Abby. Only child, yes. Yeah, okay. So she is uh, in sixth grade. She's finishing sixth grade, finishing yes. sixth, yeah. So tell me a little bit about your dynamic with Abby and the kind of things you like to do with her. Um, Other than steal her ukulele? Yeah. Sorry, borrow. Not to steal, steal stuff from her, no. Um, you know, we do normal normal stuff. Ride bikes. You know, we get go on vacations. Um you know, I love being a dad. It's 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 you know one of the greatest things in the world. Um, I, you know I love spending time with her. Um, love coaching her. She plays softball, so I love coaching mm-hmm. softball with her. I'm um, just doing normal dad stuff. You know. What's the what's the most favorite thing you like to do with Abby? I mean, um, I like uh you know we go go ride bikes. You know mm-hmm. ride bikes a lot. So you used to ride back and forth to uh, practice. Yep, we live right down the down the street from Dagnan, mm-hmm. so yeah. we ride back you know back and forth. Big baseball her. field in West Orange, yeah. Now you had said Absolutely. that you love being a dad. Uh, at what point did you decide in your life, you know, I want to be a dad? I wasn't like, um, well, you know, I, we always wanted to have kids, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and, you know, Abby was born and... <coughs> sorry. Um, I'm just really grateful to be to be able to be a dad. Um I don't know. My wife was diagnosed with cervical cancer um, when she was about a year old. So, a year when Abby was like a year old. Oh, when Abby was here, okay. So kind of, kind of threw a loophole in our plan uh, in our plans. That, you know, you, you you think you're gonna have a, uh, you know, the house, the white picket fence, and you're gonna have two boys, two girls, and I'm just grateful that we had the one. We we're able to have one girl. So you know, just spending time with her and just. Being in the moment every day with her is, is just, you know, a gift. So we, we could do anything. We could just watch TV, and I could be, you know, I'm happy with that. Yeah. And and your wife is healthy now? Yes, yes, wow. yes. She's, um Yeah, it's been about 10, 11 years now, so. Um, Mama Liz is the deal. Yeah? She puts up with him. Yeah. Yeah. You could lay playing dad. Yeah, so uh, we're just grateful that we were able to have, to have one, one child. Um, so any, anything that we do together, it, I love. Yeah. You just sit around and watch TV with her. Now, has does Abby know some of the history? Um, yes, actually, just recently, just recently, she, um, you know, as a, a sixth grade girl, um, at that age, you know, she's about to cross that threshold. Oh, you're lucky. Right? Whoa. Um, so she hasn't yet, but, you know, her friend, some of her friends have. And she, you know they talk about it in school and We're talking health. about the dot, right? Yes. yes. You know what a dot is? Oh, believe me. Uh, we call it the we're, dot. We're, we're well entrenched yes. in uh, in in dot. Right? I did not know it was called the dot yeah. until mm-hmm. I kept they, they renamed it. Yeah. So she's at that point of her life, and she noticed that her mom doesn't very intuitive, right? Mm-hmm. So she she came to us recently and and, and asked us about it. And, you know, we told her, you know, what, what the deal was. And, you know, she took it in stride, you know, as kids That's do. That's Abby. That's just... As, kid, as kids yeah. do. I'll tell you, uh, Hef, I'd love to tell you that it, it gets better month to month. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does not. It does not. And, um, you know, for a few days, every month, end of the month, you may want to uh, reserve a room at the Courtyard by Marriott. <laughs> Get away for a little bit. You know, that's so funny because, uh, you know, as dads... You know, this is uh, a piece that's kind of really 
really foreign territory for us. We a if you were younger, no, not if you when we were younger, we were we were teenage kids. We make certain comments, whatever. Oh, she must be on her, you know, whatever right. it was. And well, and also, uh, coach, you grew up a house full of boys. Yes, I grew up house of uh, yeah. house of boys. Yeah, my my brother and my yeah. dad. You yeah. have your brother and your dad. Yeah. So. We didn't know from no. the dot. We, yeah. the, the seats were always up. We didn't care. No one's falling in. There, I mean, and so I have three daughters. You know, I often joke that's my punishment for being a teenage boy. Uh, my my oldest, uh, who's now twenty four, because of my my divorce, I didn't really get to participate too much. But like with Michaela, who every month I'm not supposed to know about it. It's a secret, right? It breaks my heart knowing she's going through it because because the discomfort, the pain. Yeah, my wife's like, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, as a woman, you're just like, whatever. <laughs> just like, that's it, dude. Just take it in stride. Well, that's why women have the most difficult job in the world. Yes. yes. Mom is the number number that's one true. hardest job. I agree job. with that. I, I think we have to put, you know, Poland Spring delivery guy up there, too. Well, I, I mean, hadn't mentioned water Absolutely. delivery person in the top Absolutely. ten. It certainly, uh, certainly ranks. Uh, and so, now that she's coming to become the, uh, the woman, uh, has she had any, any health classes? Have you had that experience yet? She just started this... In uh, health, this yeah. This How's that going week. for you? It's fine. She has, you know, Abby's. Abby's like the kind of kid just is like, yeah, this is what we're talking about. Okay, like, like she not takes it in her stride. Not really. No, not really. Yeah. This is the week that thing. they're teaching that in school. Yeah, I'm yeah. so yeah. glad that they waited for Absolutely. one month left. Yes. And that way, <laughs> but they learn what they need to learn, and yes. then the parents have to deal with it all summer. Exactly. We're very, you know, me and my wife Liz, are, yeah. we've always we're just very open, yeah. and we always talk about anything. You know, yeah. it's not very, you know, just yeah. nonchalant. You know, just that that's this is what it is. This is what you know. <laughs> it's well, that's that's a good plan. Uh, and so now that she's come to understand what's going on. Anything change, or is it just? Uh... I don't. I mean, I don't think she's looking forward to it. Yes, <laughs> I don't think she's like. I can't <laughs> wait for that to happen. But, you know, let's circle it on yeah, the calendar. Exactly. Get some iced cream yeah. cake. Yeah. And, and how do you react as a dad? You high five. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah. That's the thing. Do you shake their hand? Do you congratulate them? Like their hand. <laughs> what is what is the what is the protocol? High fives, pounds. Uh, yeah, that's what we don't do know. Hug? We don't know. I just that's the thing is we don't know because a I mean at least in my world we know about it. We don't know about it. I feel badly, but it, it is uh, something that I don't. There's there's no book right there. Right. So. We've heard the term, I know enough to be dangerous. Yes. We don't want to be dangerous in yes. this situation. It's almost like I know enough to keep a safe distance, yet be there when I need to, to provide any fatherly support. Mm -hmm. Because there's a, already an innate understanding that mm -hmm. not much we can... can this. It's hard to empathize. Right. It's hard to empathize. Well, right. we can't empathize, but we have nothing nothing to... Relate it to. Relate it mm -hmm. to. The only <laughs> comparison I ever had about between being a female and male... Uh, regarding birth, the birthing process, um, is if we were to have that kind of experience, it'd be like taking a bowling ball out of your urethra inside of your, your, your mm -hmm. stuff. Right. And just the thought of that is painful. Absolutely. I so. mean, I was there for Abby's birth, watched the whole thing, was amazed by it. Did you videotape it? Um, Three camera mm, shoot, no, legal lighting, I don't think so. huh? music playing on. No, I don't, I don't think there was a vi I don't think we videoed it, but I was, you know, right down. <laughs> hey, better, baby. Exactly. Hey, better, better, better. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. The most amazing thing I've ever seen. You it know? is right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody could ever explain anything in terms of miracles or religion, whatever it is. But there are those moments. 
Yeah, so I tell people, you know, friends that have, I said, please, get some, some some guys were like, nope, not going in the room, I'm going to be out. You know, some oh, people. Wow. Really? Yeah, really? Some people don't want to be, go in the room and. Now, did you know you were having a girl? Yes. All yes. right. And when you found out you were having a girl. I was, as long as she's healthy, I'm, um, I'm. Were you I'm hoping happy. for a boy or you just really didn't care? Whatever. I, I just wanted. Like, given I just the circumstances, wanted, you know, I just, anything that came out, you've been pretty I, happy yeah. with. Well, we didn't know at you the didn't time. Know then. Yeah. At the time, we didn't know. Yeah. No. But no, I'm as long as I had a healthy child, I was I was happy. Now, what was the most significant moment? You know, did, with that aha moment when you're having your baby, what was what was going through your head and you're holding her? Oh man, my life is totally changed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because as as we're saying, as a as a as a man, you can't relate to. The pregnancy, you're just you're just there for nine months. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you go get you know milkshakes if they have what cravings. Kind of cravings or, they have? Oh my gosh, she ate hamburgers like like hamburgers. Yeah, just ham cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers yeah. Any, anywhere from any place. Anywhere she loved eating cheeseburgers. Yeah, so that was her. That was just her plain thing. cheese, meat, and yeah. burger. Or did nope. she want ketchup? No, nope. the... just just cheeseburgers. <laughs> just cheeseburgers. Yeah. I've never heard anyone that really wanted pickles and ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's like one yes, food that had. Had to happen. Yeah. Had to have it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so where'd you go? Like in the food. middle of the night? Were you that kind of situation? No, not, I mean not not necessarily in the middle of the night, but she, like every day she wanted cheeseburger. So I cook them on the grill or whatever, oh. whatever it was, whatever it was. Driving line. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. We just had dinner. I know. Yeah, I'm whatever it was. Want a cheeseburger? Yeah, it's but so I think the 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 moment that you know, that's that's when you become a dad. You know, a real like, it takes effect that yeah. you're a dad. You know, for the nine months of pregnancy, you're just kind of there. Yeah. You know, and then once you you hold you know your child for the first time, that's when you're like, that's oh wow, reality, yeah. you're like. So what was not- it like? I mean, I know that you had a daughter and around boys. That moment that you have to change the first diaper. <laughs> the, oh well, first of all, when she first was born, I was like afraid to touch it. Like, <laughs> like, like, is this thing? Is it okay? Like, like what is? You know, my my. My mother-in-law's like, it's okay. You can you can touch her. You uh-huh. know, you know. So change the first diaper. That's that's definitely an experience. You know, you go in with the the mask and the and the, yeah. and the goggles. And, you know, <laughs> you know and the mask, goggles, yeah. the, the the rubber, the rubber gloves. gloves. Right. It's like right. you were power washing right. the house. The clothes. Right. I think I I think I came with a, a roll of duct tape. Duct tape is good for anything. It's a wise hack. Good hack. Yeah. Right? yeah. Thank God for you know. The women of, of my life, my you know my sister in law and my mother in law, mm-hmm. yeah. they you know they they teach you they teach you the right way to do things. Yes. Yeah. So so fast forward, you know, an only child, you're happy with the way everything's going. She's got good friends. And She's great friends. Yes, yeah. great friends. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's yeah everything's great. Um, <clears throat> she uh, she loves playing softball. She all her friends play softball, so you know she's very close friends with. Uh, Coach Randy's, yep. Michaela and Bree. Mm-hmm. And uh, she never comes home saying, you know, all my other friends have a sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, does she ever bring up, hey, when can I have a sibling? Or did she when she was younger? Um, It came up uh, a little bit when she was younger. Now I think she's just, you know, she's adjusted well. Uh, we uh, we end up getting a dog. So, so Dogs that's are always a, good. That's, yeah. you know... Next best thing to a real sibling. But I also right. found what I love, and I've always said this uh, about the Hefners, uh, they're like family, kind of like you, Adam D. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you become a brother from another mother because of our time. Hefner's just the same kind of guy. There's no one more chill. 
Yeah. Uh, if there's something I would take that is a uh, Hefner quality, I, I'd want more Hefner in me. I think that's why right. he wants me to hang out with him so much. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do. Like, <laughs> love us all. I'm like, Hef, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, wait, I just, just need to hang. Because he, he's a hanger. I mean, he plays ukulele. He's got a little fire pit in the backyard. That's what it's all about. He, he drinks. Yeah. It's amazing because I, I usually go drink for drink and clearly doesn't stick to his bones. Well, he's also hauling <laughs> two gallons uh, or, or two uh, jugs at a time up uh, four or five flights of stairs. So, But, but no nicer family. Uh, Liz and Abby, my girls love Love Abby like you, a sister. Do you know the song "A Time in a Bottle" by Jim Croce? I do not. Oh, I was gonna say if you could say I'll learn that if we could you. put Hef in a bottle. Uh, Hef. This is, you know, it works for a bottling. So <laughs> if I could put Hef in a bottle, Hef. and then you know, Hef in a bottle. bottle. All right, I think it's time for dad advice. What do you think, Brandy? <laughs> it has come to that time in our conversation. It's time for dad advice, and dad advice is a chance for you to offer uh, any kind of thoughts and words of wisdom to any dads. We have lots of dads out there, like we said, um, seventy. Or more, of which 30 are not family. So. At any given week. Who knows? So I guess my dad advice would be to live in the present tense. Live in the moment. Your kids grow up super fast. I can't believe, you know, Abby's finishing sixth grade. Excuse me. <clears throat> so I would say just, you know, slow down. I know life is busy. Slow down and, you know, look at your kids and realize that, you know, they're a gift. And just to spend time with them and be in the moment. Slow down, you move too fast. Yes. You can you gotta make If I knew you were going to be singing that, I would have uh, got my fingers ready for that. Cobblestones and doot and doo doo. <laughs> His name is Randy the Hef Hefner, Hefner. And it has been an absolute joy having you on. Maybe you'll take us home with a little bit of ukulele you music. Know, we are going to see him in OBX this year. We oh, are. he's coming? Yeah? yeah? Yeah. All right, so we'll talk a little bit about our plan yes. for opening the next season Correct. of podcasts. Yes. And uh, Duck Dads. Duck Dads. And OBX will be our first episode, yes. so we'll have Hef back, and maybe he'll have a few more songs for mm-hmm. us to play. We'll do like a little mini concert there on the deck go. and on record deck. it. A uh, little bonus coverage with leg- for you. With legit um, my ties. Dad to the dad. So Hef, uh, strum away. Bad to the Dad, and you can find us wherever you download podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad. Again, you can follow us on social media. Instagram, it's at Bad to the Dad. And then we have a website, badtothedad.com, where you can see photos and all kinds of activity with our really wonderful guest. Just a super genuine guy. We love Randy the Hef Hefner. Ukulele playing, water delivering. Softball coaching, you know, dads have many dimensions, and and Hef is no different. And uh, great that we finally got him on. Nice job, Coach Randy. No, listen, I, I'm really glad. Uh, first of all, he did he did play the ukulele, and we got him to play a game. That was kind of fun. You're really uh, you're really good at that game. Yeah, you know what? It, it helps when you know you used to be a uh, a radio DJ. Uh, I was a, that was my first job out of college. Yes, that uh, was your yeah. that was your handicap. The oldie station always had an ear for those kinds of things. I, there's a lot of things I'm not good at, but I can name that too. Name that on too. any instrument. So. No, so that that was fun. I and I knew for a long time he was a little reluctant coming in and probably because I I'm familiar of, of his story. Um, and again, we see people, we know people, mm-hmm. and we never until you take the time to get to know somebody which is probably why I'm so close with him and how much I appreciate him is because they're really just genuine person. And you saw, he kind of, 
you know, when you asked him about uh, about Abby, you could see that he was kind of uh, talking about mm-hmm. it and how badly uh, I know that they wanted. They talked about it, um, and he just takes every moment. I love his dad advice. Yeah, um, so important to understand. And then again, you, you come to your own kids, and that's what I love about our show. Is first of all, he gets credit where credit is due. Yeah, to moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Liz is a fantastic mom. Abby's a fantastic kid. Um, and I'm really glad he came on. He's a uh, he, he's a kindred spirit. I, I love how he said, you know, just sitting and watching TV. Mm-hmm. That is a special moment. Mm-hmm. And I know we want our kids to go out there and be active and be mm-hmm. competitive. And and there's and there's certainly time for that. But you know, you have to put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, just given what that family has gone through. Yeah. Just sit. Watch TV. You don't even have to talk, but mm-hmm. just be together. Just be together. Yeah. Just, and he he has also taught me. <clears throat> he has taught me the value of, of appreciating every moment. And I've learned that more so. But <clears throat> seeing with him and what he's talked about, we just I do. I'll call him up um, and just say, "You want to hang out?" Because he is the kind of guy. And hopefully, when we're at OBX this summer, just the chillest guy. Yeah. Yeah. The Outer Banks of North Carolina. Yep. And, and uh, we'll get to hang with him and maybe have him back on our broadcast. So speaking of which, yes. Um, you, people are, are wanting to know: Are you going to be doing this every week? Yeah, we, that was you know. Listen, we never really had any kind of goal other than the fact that you want to start doing. <laughs> we didn't do a lot of planning. <laughs> we just said let's jump in and start doing, it. and that's how things happen. Uh, and we've been doing it now every week. This is episode nineteen. Nineteen, right? And yeah. so that's a lot. Yes, yeah, straight you know? through since the end of January. You know, and I love every moment, and I continue to love it. But we talked about some way to uh, create a, a possible break. And I think and that's, pick that, up, that's right? a positive thing. I know people who really like the show, they look forward to this every Sunday night or early Monday. But I think what the what the summer break will do for Coach Randy and I is give us an opportunity to come up with ways to make the show even better. We have some ideas. We're yeah. going to talk about some really yeah. clever ideas. Yeah, you mean when it comes to sponsorship, <clears throat> when it comes to content, when it comes to thinking about different kinds of guests that, <clears throat> that we can have on. How do we make the show more creative? <clears throat> we believe we're in a good spot. But we think that maybe if you hit the pause button a little bit and ice the show, you can come back even better. So we are going to promise you 23 episodes 23. this season. 23 episodes. We'll take a break. And then at the uh, end of August, yes. so right around the 20th, yes. uh, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but let's call it like the, the 20th, we'll kick it back up again and give you another And why are we going to pick it up then? Why are we going to pick it up then? We're going to pick it up because we are on our family vacation together yes. in yes. the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Yes. The episode then will be called Duck Dads because we're Dads. staying in Duck, North Carolina. And so we're going to launch uh, it back up. Episode, season two. Season two of Bad to the Dad. And we'll have our kids on. So, yes. you know, we talk a they've lot been, about our kids, but they They've been dying to yes, be on. Yes, but they've, they've never been on, so you can yes. hear what they're all about. We'll be around a lot of dads that week. Yes. So, um, you know, content. We don't even know what's going to happen, but we know that'll be a fun show. But in the meantime, we have a few great guests lined up, including next week's guests. Yes. yes. So tell us, plural. So tell us about next week's guests. All right. Week. So this let, me, is, let me tell you. This is, a really, this is a different kind of platform we're doing. Yeah. Here. This is, I think, uh, you know, I think all the shows that we do are important. They're fun. They've got a lot to them. This, to me, I think is going to be one of the most meaningful shows. And I'm coming at it with a little bit of frustration, a little bit of anger, but I also think a little bit of, of reality, too. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to do our part. So, um, you know, as you know, uh, last month in May, um, it's not a, an event that's celebrated. It's observed. It's called Yom HaShoah. Yom HaShoah. It's a Jewish holiday. Yeah. And, well, it's a Jewish holiday I think everybody should observe because mm-hmm. it is Holocaust Remembrance Day. Correct. So, of course, yeah. you had the Holocaust that occurred during World War II, but it seems like we have a bunch of other mini-Holocausts going on around the world. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so here, here's some information I wanna give you, Coach. This may be staggering. Two-thirds of millennials don't know what Auschwitz is and cannot name a concentration, a Nazi concentra concentration Come camp. Come on. A third of people in major European countries where a lot of these atrocities occurred know little or nothing about the Holocaust. Well, well Merkel was just talking about the dark forces in Europe yeah. just recently. Keep four going. in ten millennials. Four in ten. Forty percent of millennials don't know that six million Jews were Come killed on. in the Holocaust. Come on. That's not... It's, well, it's not just one website, one news outfit that's reporting this. It's multiple. So, here, so these are people born between 1980 and like 2001, basically. And, you know, there are older people, too, who are deniers or know very little. And with the population of Holocaust survivors dying out, those stories are being told less and less. So here's what we're going to do. Right. We are going to have a pair of, of really strong guests on. All right. We're going to have Michael Bornstein and mm -hmm. Deb Bornstein-Hollenstadt. Now, okay. they are two authors. Deb happens to be a producer for NBC. Okay. And uh, father-daughter duo, they collaborated on a book called Survivor's Club. When Michael Bornstein was a young boy, he was an Auschwitz prisoner and was liberated at a young age. But uh, through, through Deb's... Um, you know, strength as a as a journalist and news producer, they produce a very compelling book about Michael's experiences and what Auschwitz was like. And you know, it's funny that the book is called Survivors Club. So go out and get it if you haven't read it yet. A very very important Holocaust book because it has to do with children. The cover of the book mm -hmm. has a a picture of Michael and other young Auschwitz prisoners. Mm. How did they get the picture? How did they get the picture? How did they get the picture? They went on a Holocaust denier site. Are you kidding and me? And found it. Come and on. And peeled it off. And they, there was this whole ruse about Come how they on. said, hey, we're Holocaust deniers too. Yeah, we totally agree with everything you say. Can we use your picture for our site? Hail this, hail that. Come and they on. said yes. And it was a big ruse. And they stole the picture, stole it or whatever. They, they stripped it. And they used that for the cover of their book. Are you kidding me? Which is a wonderful F you to anyone who denies the Holocaust. Oh, that, that's, that's another episode. So, yeah. so, so we got a, a bad of a dad who's actually, he is, he's not like a young dad. He's, no, a, he's, he's a grandfather. <laughs> he's a grandfather, maybe even potentially a great-grandfather. And I tell you, he, he is a very well-spirited, good-humored guy. You know, you might think that somebody who went through something that, that tragic might have a, a rough attitude and a dark outlook on life. But look... He's, he had the best revenge ever. Well, listen to me. Came to the that. States. He came here, became grew successful. His family, his the daughter is successful, son-in-law is successful. a finger, yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, uh, real quick, I, I started to reread uh, Man's Search for Meaning mm -hmm. of Viktor Frankl. Yep, yep. And um, because in this time, I'm trying to find meaning in a lot of the stuff that we're going mm -hmm. through. Uh, and I, I think this is going to be a great episode uh, because I'm... You know, how does one find meaning in that situation? Uh, and it puts me in my place because whatever I'm going through is minimal. We, we've got to keep memories alive yeah. and we've got to stop the cycle yes. of, of genocide yeah. and these other atrocities. So it sounds like heavy content, but I can tell you the guests um, are very good at what they do. I think you'll, uh, you'll, you'll get a good story and hopefully you'll be... Be motivated by it in in some way, either when it comes to education or advocacy or you know however however it hits you emotionally or, or academically. Another great job with another great guest today, next week. Adam D, you're the man. Thank you, brother. We are bad to the dad. Hey, dads, have a great week. Thanks.